We're late for our first day of work, and I'm like never, ever late. I think the closer the group, the better the product or your show. So it was just such an incredible experience performing in that beautiful opera house. Being able to do something that you love as a job, I think is very, very, like, such a special thing to have, be able to do. Welcome to the Theater Art Live podcast, and hello. We're putting the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the globe, the culture creators, the backstage masters. My name is Anna Aguilera. And my name is Anna Rob. On this episode, we'll be talking to Paul Wood about ice skating. Paul is an experienced professional ice skater and entertainer. He has worldwide experience performing and acting. He was last seen skating for Cirque du Soleil Axel. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about who are you and uh, what have you done and how do you get to where you are right now professionally? Sure. Um, I'm from Rochester, Minnesota. Um, I grew up here and then I started skating when I was a little, little toddler at the age of three, I got into skating through my sister, actually. So when I was really, really young, I had to go to the ice rink with my mom because I was too young to stay at home. And um, one of the coaches there saw me and I was like running around and just being rambunctious and all that stuff. And the coach asked my mom if I could skate. And so my mom's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could skate. And she saw something in me that um, that she just knew that I would take to the ice really well. So that's how I got into skating. So you started training. Wow. And was that a competitive thing when you were young or what, what happens when you're learning to skate when you're young? So, yeah, I went into compet- the competitive circuit pretty much right away. So I went into most, I would say most people start in group lessons and then see if they've really enjoyed or not. But I went right into private lessons, which I was so upset about like when I was younger, because I was like, why does everyone else get to like go to a group class and I have to go by myself? <laughs> so, yeah, I started right away with uh, private lessons with my coach. So, and then I started competing when I was fairly young and then competed for quite a while until I was about 22, 23. And then I kind of had like a little health scare, which kind of, which ultimately ended my competitive career um, and sidetracked me to the show business and turning professional. And what was your first show business show? Uh, Technically, I started with Holiday on Ice, year one on speed. And I did the part of the beginning of the creation of that uh, show. And then I did get kind of another health thing. And so they needed to let me go because I wouldn't be able to, unfortunately, like make it through the tour. So that's when I found cruise ships through all of the wonderful friends that I made on that tour to find cruise ships, actually. So that's how I started my, my first, first gig, I would say, was cruise ships in 2011. So, so what does a, sh- a nice show entitle? How, how does it work? You've done creation and then operation and all the ins and outs of ice shows, you know them. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say that they they're they're similar but different with other productions that you see like ballet companies or Broadway productions. I would say the only thing that's different about ice shows is that it's obviously on an ice surface. So the stage and uh, the way it's laid out, I believe, is a little bit different than the way other productions would be laid out because we need the ice to perform and do our skill and artistic abilities and stuff like that. So it is very interesting seeing the differences. But yeah, I mean, that's basically the biggest difference about the ice shows than the other ones. And how do you transition from being an athlete and then going to shows like for yourself personally and professionally, regardless of what made you transition so how do you go from what makes it special to be competing and then to say okay I'm I'm in a show what does it take from you in terms of training or mental preparation how is it different I would say when I was growing up we didn't really look I mean there's like a stigma around I show skating and I think in our community that it is now starting to change that it is not frowned upon or a more of a negative thing when you turn into show skating. I think that's something that we're starting to develop because we're always striving to get to like a state competition or a regional or sectional or national or Olympic level competition or world competition. So that's something that I think is really good for the kids that saying like you're putting all this work and time and effort and energy that it can go towards something else like show skating, which is, I believe, a very, very powerful job opportunity that kids can look forward to instead of being like, well, I guess that's it. My competitive career is over. I guess I have to find something else. When you have grown to love and be so passionate about your skating and your skills that you don't want to just, you know, cut it off and be over. So it's good to be able to have that option to go into shows and be able to continue to skate and grow and really harness your craft. Because I believe at the beginning of my career, I didn't, I have a different outlook and passion for my ice skating than I did when I was competing. And I almost wish I had this before and I would have been able to apply it to my competition self when I was competing. So yeah, being able to have the kids and the other people look towards something else besides just competition. I think that's a really great opportunity for our field and skaters. What was the process that like when you first rocked up at your first rehearsal for a creative show as opposed to a competition thing? Because, you know, I can imagine, I'm not sure, excuse my ignorance with regards to ice skating competition, but how you know I'm sure that there's a coach and there's you and you pick the music and you're going to pick what you wear and you pick the routine that you may do but I'm but that you're going to go then into a rehearsal process where you're going to have directors and costume designers and other performers that don't skate and like what was that was that scary for you when you made that transition and, and how did you feel when you showed up to your first rehearsal for an actual show So funny story, uh, technically the first rehearsal, um, I was with Holiday on Ice and I was like just so excited because I really wanted to become a professional skater and do shows. So 
my previous, like my castmate and I at the time were like, okay, let's try to get there early and have a good like first impression. Cause it's like our first show ever. We're newbies. We're like fresh out of competition. And she was from Japan. So we're like, let's go early. And so we ended up getting lost. <laughs> we ended up getting lost. And then we're like late. We're late for our first day of work. And I'm like, never, ever late. Like I am not a type of person that is ever late. I always make enough time to be there early. Usually I'm so early, but they were calling us and they're like, where did you guys go? Like everyone met in the lobby like 10 minutes before. So we had to find the studio and we finally found it. And we were like, my castmate was in tears and I was just really upset. And I would probably be in tears if like she wasn't there. I was like, okay, I need to support her. Like, (laughs) keep it together. Keep it together. (laughs) Yeah, keep it together. Keep it together. But we were late and they were just laughing and they're like, oh, look at the newbies trying to be early and and stuff like that. But yeah, walking in, I was really excited and stuff like that. And I guess the difference is like you have an opportunity when you're performing. I mean, I didn't know this at the time, but when you're competing, you train so hard for so long for literally a four and a half minute program. And with show skating, you get an opportunity to perform all the time. So that aspect really changed the way I skated because you're more skating and performing for the longevity instead of just for that one pinnacle moment. Correct. Yes. That pinnacle moment. So I really like that aspect of just being able to go out there and just have fun, enjoy what I really love to do and just be able to just skate. Is it different to work for cruise ships or the, the different um, touring companies that you've worked for? Yeah, so um, I'm fortunate enough to have been able to do uh, cruise ship shows and been able to do some touring shows and theme park shows. So um, I'm really happy that I got to experience like probably a wide variety of the types of shows that skaters are able to do. Um, the The biggest one that I have not done is uh, Disney on Ice. I've never been able to fit that into my schedule. I mean, that's always been something that I wouldn't mind doing or trying out just because each uh, show type or layout, I would say rather, is quite different. So with the cruise ships, you don't have to be, you're very mobile because you're on a ship, but you yourself can have your own space. So that's really nice. I'm sure with you guys experience touring, like that's kind of a, a little bit of a hassle, but we learn to grow Uh, with it and being able to live out of our suitcases and be moving uh, quite frequently. So that's a perk about the cruise ships and stuff. And then touring, uh, you're with your whole family and stuff like that, you know, I mean, you become a family on tour and uh, it's just a different experience in cruise ships and stuff like that. So, and then theme park shows as well, like you're able to come in and out of work, just like tour, I guess, kind of in your stationary or if you've done like a tour that's kind of housed for a longer period of time you kind of are able to find your groove and get to uh, know the city and stuff like that. Do you have a favorite kind of right now or you just go with whatever like in the moment? Um, I would say that I mean each 
each uh, kind of tour style or show style, I say, I would rather say, has its like perks. I mean, with cruise ships, I think you actually travel more on cruise ships, depending on your itinerary. If you're lucky to get a great itinerary, you can see a lot. But the downside, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't really say it's a downside because I really enjoyed the um, other things that you do on a cruise ship is that you're not just hired as an artist. You do other duties that maybe some people wouldn't particularly care for, but I really enjoyed gaining that knowledge and the experience of all of those things because I wouldn't have been able to experience or gain that those tools from not working on a cruise ship and being able to understand the logistics of being um, a seaman on there. So that was really cool. And then being able to also be a little bit or meet people outside of your um, work is also really cool. There's such a big demographic on a cruise ship. I mean, on the biggest ships, there's about 3,200 crew members. So when you're on tour, you get this tour family, but on a cruise ship, you are able to kind of expand and meet people from every single nation and you get to experience so much culture, which is amazing. Celebrate other independence and stuff like that. So I think that's a huge opportunity of like being able to meet um, so many people around the world on cruise ships. So I would say that's cruise ships, positives and negatives, I guess, or just like different um, aspects of it. And then like tour, I would say, um, since you are with those people 24 seven, basically, they do become a very special group and unit because you do have to go through so many highs and lows together that you guys get to really know each other, grow as a family and stuff like that. And same with them, I would say my theme park shows too, like you are able to grow together as a unit. And I think the closer the group, the better the product or your show, because you can really tell that people enjoy each other and they care about each other and uh, being able to have a support system with you when you're performing like that, I think is such a privilege and it's amazing to be able to just go out there and be with your friends and put on a great show. Explain to me, because I'm interested in terms of, you know, in competition skating, you're, you're working up and you're working tricks and things like that. And now that you do shows, is there, I know that the, probably the repetition and the, the pace at which you, you perform has a completely di- different rhythm than, as you explained, to the pinnacle of leading up to one competition. So I think there's that to take into consideration when you're developing your craft as a skater. But are you working on, in any given shows, are you still working on big tricks or are you working on new routines or is in my mind, and again, I think, well, Disney on Ice may not have a huge amount of tricks that you may have done in competition, or am I wrong? Am I, are you still pushing the envelope on what you learn as a skater in a performance realm? Yeah, um, you definitely grow in a different way when you're going into professional ice shows. There are tricks even, like a backflip, is uh, technically an illegal element in competition skating. So there are definitely elements in show skating that you want to have and that are really good that show well and the audience responds really well to. So you do have to learn the plethora of um, show tricks, I would say, because there are so many tricks that I never learned. I didn't even know actually until I was meeting all of these other show skaters. And that's another really cool thing about show skating is that you're not trying to hold secrets or like techniques or 
ways you get into jumps and stuff when you are in competition, you do hold those closer to you. But in show skating, it's like, oh, let me teach you this cool trick or let me show you this or, oh, I think you're going to be really good at that. So um, I was able to learn from a lot of really um, experienced ice show skaters when I was really, really young and been able to learn all of these new elements that are really great for shows and stuff. And then for technical aspects, I guess that's a personal choice. Um, if you want to continue, we obviously um, wouldn't necessarily train to do like a quad because that takes uh, so much energy and it's such a higher risk element when you want to be in the show business for like uh, the longevity and the long term. So you do still want to be pumping out very technical tricks, but not something that's going to take you out. So you want to be able to perform a high level trick consistently and safely and make sure that your percentage is higher than your not being able to execute the trick all the time. So I would say most people do, I mean, we're still pulling off Olympic level tricks and stuff in show skating. So people do push themselves. I mean, there's sometimes that we're like, Oh, let's try putting this jump in. If you put that jump in, I'll put this jump in and like, obviously make sure you talk to your, um, production manager and stuff and be like, Hey, would I be able to, would we be able to like play like just to keep things fresh, you know, like as performers, sometimes like doing things over and over, it's like, all right, let's kind of change things up a little bit. And like, you're always striving and pushing and keeping it fresh, you know, so you don't lose interest. That's amazing. I, that really, I totally get that and uh, understand the concept of, of having to do a longer repetition rather than uh, leading up to one point and, and having to sustain good tricks, but not the the one big trick that you're going to hit every time. Exactly, exactly. And it's not like people are coming to see the technical aspect, but I think another thing is like they're also coming to see just like your acting and your, your vibe or energy that your aura when you're on stage, like sometimes the, the person might not even do something technical it's just their way that they're moving and feeling the music and stuff like that that is all you want you're like oh my gosh they just stood there and it was so amazing like sometimes just getting to the raw emotion like there are people who I know who are such a technician but their performance falls flat when they're on stage. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's hard to choose. Like, would you rather have a person who's super technical that falls flat? Or would you rather have someone who's maybe less technical that has like this aura and like that it thing on stage or that sparkle that people gravitate towards? Like, I think that's also a little balance, tug and pull there. Thank goodness I'm not in casting, but that's something that I definitely would look for or take into consideration if I were able to be in a casting position. How do you usually train? You have, I mean, for sure you train dry, you do some dance, you do some gymnastics, you do, how do you get into the ice and you just don't get there and do a flip? There's a lot of warming up. I mean, you almost want to be sweating before you go onto the ice. So your body's all limber and warm. So I usually arrive about an hour to 45 minutes before, depending on the the time, like the earlier it is, (laughs) the longer warm up I'm going to need. So I can make sure that I don't pull something or get injured. So yeah, I need to just warm up just like anyone else, like just like singers and dancers and other artists, I think everyone has their own uh, rhythm and stuff like that to make sure that they're ready to go and 
warm up and cool down properly. So if you want to do this job for a long time, I mean, that's what you need to do. That's definitely something that I learned as a, as I've gotten older, because when I was younger, I wouldn't necessarily do that as well. I would sometimes just, all right, I'm going to go skating at 10. I'm going to show up at nine, nine 45, nine 50 and hop on the ice. So I learned a little bit from my fellow veteran skaters at the time, uh, to not do that if I want to do this career for a long time. And I'm glad that I listened. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to share with us a little bit of how is it working in the middle East? I think uh, you had some experiences in Saudi Arabia and one that I'm particularly jealous is uh, performing in the Opera House in Oman in Muscat, which is a gorgeous place. It's too it's too hot for ice in the Middle East. What are you talking about? I know it is. Well, my I'll start with my Saudi Arabia tour. Um, that was definitely an eye-opening experience. There was a few like scary moments and stuff where we got impounded because we were, I guess, like disturbing the peace. But we did a month where uh, a month tour. It's pretty short. So we toured the the central and then eastern and western part of Saudi Arabia. With what show were you touring with? Um, I was with uh, Rand Productions. It was a Saudi Arabia Ice Spectacular. So yeah, it was very interesting to be a part of uh, that experience because it was only five males. They we're not hiring females because it is uh, frowned upon, unfortunately, in their culture for women to be showing skin or to do, be doing something kind of more promiscuous, even though we weren't even going to be doing anything like that. We got a very strict list of things that we could and could not do and could and could not wear and stuff like that. Like The culture is just so vastly different um, there. I When I told my parents, they're like, oh my gosh, like are you sure you want to accept this contract and stuff? And I was like, yeah, I really do. And I mean, I met some really phenomenal people there. They're very kind and it's such a interesting culture and uh, country to be able to see and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, Oman, uh, I just recently got done with that um, last year. It was Opera Festival on Ice with uh, Willie B Tech Productions, which also is the partnering company that hires uh, skaters for Royal Caribbean. Um, And I skated with them for a little over nine years. So it was kind of, it was my last uh, gig with them for now. And hopefully I'll be able to work with them in the future. Um, I love that company. So look them up if you're looking for an ice skating opportunity. (laughs) But yeah, that honestly was such a special show. I mean, we got to perform in the opera house, which was the closest I could have ever come to finally feeling like I was like a ballet dancer or just achieving that dream and that feeling of, because we never get to perform in theaters or opera houses, stuff like that. So that was such a rare opportunity. I see all these Broadway friends and people who post their picture of them standing on the stage looking out and like, I'm so envious of like their performing venues sometimes because it's so beautiful. And so I remember getting there and taking the ice for the first time and just having just a moment to soak this in. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I'm here. Like if someone were to tell me when I was three years old that I would be performing here, I would have 
not believe them. So it was just such an incredible experience performing in that beautiful opera house and having that like ballet dancer moment on stage. And it was really amazing. And being able to perform with a live orchestra and five live opera singers was phenomenal. Wow. Is there footage of that somewhere? Um, there's, I believe that there is like a, a trailer. If you go to the Oman website or the YouTube, sorry, and you can see the Oman Festival on Ice little trailer. It was a challenge for sure. We had to put that production together really, really quickly. And we performed three shows there, but it was all that energy and time and stuff was definitely worth it. It was probably one of my favorite productions I've been a part of. And I knew almost everyone on the cast before uh, we got there. And uh, it was great to work with some of my fellow castmates that I had been working with uh, prior. So that was an incredible experience. And this time you did have female skaters on ice, right? We did. We did. Yes. I was so jealous because I was in Oman the week in between you guys did a load in and rehearsals and then you had a dark week and then you had shows and I was in that week when there was when you were not there oh no but the place is is gorgeous so beautiful yeah it was so pretty so pretty I loved it I still want to know how do you put a how do you fit in an ice rink in the venue it was on the stage right was it on the stage or was it yeah yeah wow that theater is like or opera house is really special that they have the the seats can fold down and like become a floor. So they put down some of the seats and put it over the stage where the normal stage would be. And uh, our company is known for putting up ice surfaces everywhere. So they know how to lay ice on basically anything. (laughs) So they were able to do that. And then it was a small sheet of ice. I don't know the dimensions, but it was quite small. It was a little bit bigger than the ship ice, which is 40 by or 50 by 60 feet, I believe. Uh, Don't quote me on that, (laughs) but it is very small. But yeah, it's a challenge, but uh, we make it work. (laughs) When you're in a venue like that, you're going to make it work, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To our listeners out there, if you're ever in the Middle East and you go to a man, go to see that place. It's gorgeous. Yeah, they have amazing... um, art stuff going on there always and you can see what they're hosting and performing and stuff like that there and that's the the opera house in musket right yes yes the architecture is nice it's gorgeous on my hit list post-covid <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well what would you say it's the, your favorite thing about your job oh my gosh there's so many things i mean Just being able to do what I love to do and grown to love. I've been doing this for such a long time now. So it's, it's basically like I was born into it. So it's being able to do something that you love as a job, I think is very, very like such a special thing to be able to do. Just having that, I think, is I'm very blessed and thankful to be able to be doing that every single day. And I hope to continue to do that every single day after uh, COVID is finished up and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's the biggest plus. And then obviously um, being able to meet incredible people from all over the world, traveling. I love to travel. (laughs) 
eating food and being able to experience different cultures and stuff like that. I mean, and being able to do all that and getting paid and not really having to spend too much money. So I think that's also incredible. What about if there's anything that you, is there anything that you would change about the industry, um, your job or the industry that you work in now, what would it be? Um, I think just to go back to the fact that uh, changing the stigma of uh, skaters going to show skating, I think that's the biggest thing I think in our skating community that is needing to change and even maybe even to prepare skaters instead of like, oh, you have to get to the Olympics, you have to get to the Olympics. Like, it's like, oh, you can become like a world performer. Like that sounds also just as exciting to be able to just continue your skating career and stuff like that, that it's not just over. That's what I would probably change. And especially because I guess that, you know, there's only a certain percentage that are going to make it to that elite Olympic level, right? So if you still love that as a craft, that you you could still make a career out of it. Exactly. And just to Mm. tell people that all of the arts are so important and, like, we are surrounded by it every single day. And I think sometimes people don't realize that, oh, that is the arts, like, music and all these movies and stuff like that so we don't want to lose it (laughs) no definitely not (laughs) we don't we can't do you want to share your instagram handle or somewhere yeah my instagram handle is pwood14 and so people can see what you do i'm i'm look i'm literally looking it up right now paul thank you so much thank you for having me it was uh, so much fun to be here It's good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please write a review on our podcast whenever you listen to our podcast. Let your friends know about us. You can learn more about Theatre Art Life by visiting our website at www.theatreartlife.com. And you can follow us on social media and leave your questions or comments on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, or YouTube. We really want to thank David Zaya for composing the music for our podcast and Michelle Sharotta, who is our sound engineer. We are your hosts, Anna and Anna, and this is the Theatre Art Life podcast, where we put the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the world.